0: All. it's your friendly neighborhood hologram, Nate Freight from Guardian Project, and I'm here again to talk about Clean Insights, our work on privacy-preserving measurement. There's a video playing over here, you can see from my colleague Carrie of OK Thanks, who had a really awesome design session the other day, um, and kind of working on a technique that we're building up to help apps, products, and services consider what they might measure. org YouTube. And the site. But today I'm going to walk through threat modeling in a medieval mode. Maybe I should redo this presentation so it's in a space mode, but I've had these this um, talk around for a while that I go back to um, uh, thinking about castles fortresses uh, as sort of the way people think of their servers or their data you know we'll just put up a bunch of walls and everything will be fine and I'm going to take these this talk today and focus on another interesting aspect which is when it comes to measurement and analytics the enemy is you the enemy is us in a lot of other cases we're thinking about adversaries as an external force someone who is trying to break in and steal things what we need to think about within the context of clean insights and privacy preserving measurement is that the adversary is us because we're the ones aggregating the data and doing the measurements and we may not be we may be gathering too much we may be gathering the wrong things we may be storing them too long we may be uh storing too much resolution um there's a lot of ways we can fail so i use this sort of slightly humorous medieval warfare topic um but uh you know there's a lot of ways you could think about it and and go through this and we're using the design process as you saw with OK, thanks we're using threat modeling we're going to use um, usability in ux and we're going to be doing security kind of code level consideration around this but within a context uh, medieval context and castles you have a defensive posture of i will build my walls i will make my castle out of stone instead of my village out of wood and then the offensive side of oh what weapons might be used to attack this castle what tools would an adversary have to get inside Um, and again in this case the adversary is yourself so there's some different considerations we'll start with fortifying the castle defensive threat modeling so an interesting fact you know castles were built from wood because you know you sort of had the forts the big timbers for a long time but once sort of fire and flame became part of the weapons toolkit you had to move to stone and it took many years with stone but it was stronger and lasted longer Um, and then once there was cannons and gunpowder well castles didn't really help that much anymore and you had to think of warfare differently So fortification is one thing you need to continually adapt. External dependencies are also a consideration. No human is an island. We all have dependencies. And in a castle, there's water, there's the fields for their food, there's fresh air that is not full of disease, there's roads in and out for supplies. Um, There's a lot of things that make a kingdom sort of vibrant and bountiful. Um, But you need to consider that and not just think I have everything I need forever. Sort of like right now, maybe with your toilet paper supply, though I've heard that that's not much of a problem anymore. Now it's other things like meat and flour and everything. So hope you're all staying well stocked out there during your current uh, situation. So external dependencies often in a mobile application can be, you know, operating systems that you're running on and mobile networks and connectivity, maybe proxy and circumvention tools you rely on, you know, back-end systems and platforms that you need to access, application distribution, uh, content distribution. So there's a lot of external dependencies that you rely on for your application to function and for your measurement to be successful and safe. There's also sort of trust levels, you know, who has access to what um, data and when and which services. And this isn't just internal. Remember, again, we have a Outsource hosting in clouds. We have data providers, um, network providers providing that service who have access to other data. We have the platforms we rely on of Google and Apple primarily. We have software developers we rely on, maybe outsourced. There's so many people, and you have to consider who has access to what and where, and that's not always kind of clear and top down. So considering the different players within your stack and who, what trust they have and how they can access the system in different ways, including the users themselves, is also important. And entry points into your castle, you know, there's a front drawbridge, but maybe there's a sewer in the river, maybe there's a back door that the farmers use, Uh, maybe there's a way over the walls through uh, certain kinds of weapons. So how do you get in and out? And same with your application. If you're adding measurement and analytics, where is that data stored? Who has access to that system and who can get data in and out from your logs or your analytics or your measurement system? This might be a totally entirely different stack than the hardened application stack you've already designed. And so that's adding new entry and exit points. So we need to consider that it could even be the source code could even be the library you insert a code library just to do a simple thing, and that exposes your application to vulnerabilities from a third party. This has happened a lot in many cases we could talk about. The assets of what you're trying to protect are also very important. In the case of analytics, it's the history of your users interaction with your service, your application. And this is where data minimization is really important. Um, In fact, the fewer assets, within measurement, it's toxic assets. Data are a toxic asset within measurement. So it's not the gold of the important things the user is producing or benefiting from. It's the side effects. And while you need some of these side effects around measurement to power your app, don't think of them as gold and treasure. Think of them as toxic waste. So how do we minimize those? And, and not let them leak out into our beautiful farm and river around us so there's a lot of way to go through assets and who should be able to access those assets or deposit assets um, is an important thing to consider around all of this is not only the application security framework you might think about like authentication for example or session management um, but you need to think about that again. Is this is there a now new separate entire context for your analytics and measurement platform, the separate authentication? Or can you somehow integrate this into a single endpoint that the user connects to where you can manage that? There's some really nice new ways where you can maybe have multiple backend systems that are all aggregated through a single secure entry point. Um, that's one thing we'll be focusing on. But all of the kind of security you need to consider around your application stack now needs to be considered with your measurement stack as well as authentication in the case of authentication um, maybe you know it's a simpler kind of token but you need to understand if all users share one access point into an application how can that be misused in fact in this case again while you are the adversary your adversary might also realize you're trying to measure things and start stuffing data, stuffing the ballot box with false data, screwing up all your ability to measure. So brute force attacks, authorization access, looking for misuse, and unauthorized access to systems, both for reading and writing, measurement data is important. Configuration is also important of how, uh, and, and we'll go through this later in a talk of things like Matomo, Matomo back end analytics systems and how you configure them. Do you have two-factor authentication? Do you have, you know, everything locked down and so that there's only the people who need to access kind of the dashboard can? Or is the whole system just sitting wide open on the web? These are important things to consider. And data protection. You know, a big aspect of Clean Insights is how you're storing the data on at rest, how you're minimizing the data, and how you're storing the data in transit, you know, with um, the the network and who can see what data or frequency of data is going over the wire. So we definitely have an aspect of that, and you need to consider this. Again, sometimes people just throw in analytics packages without considering this at all, and then things can be um, interfered with um, quite easily. Data validation is a point that um, we must also think about in this certain terms of is this a way that a back-end could be compromised if data gets shoved in that's not meant to be there. So we need, we'll need we have more on that, but thinking about um, how the back-end platform accepts data, how it's parsed, um, and how, it, again, it can be used to compromise the system more deeply. So there's a lot to consider. I'm going to keep moving through this because I don't want this talk to be so long. So this is all the things we must consider when building our sort of measurement castle, our walls, our defensive posture. Now let's think about kind of the offensive side. What are the attacks that might go into our system? You know, and this was uh, biological warfare, right? goes back to the days of catapults when diseased things would be hurled over the castle walls. And um, no one had thought of that. So it's important to think about, um, yeah, you might build this kind of lockdown citadel. But if you get sick inside of that, that's no good either. So there's a lot of things to think about in this case of how uh, things might be sp- spoofed, tampered with, um, how data by- might be modified um, with you know, uh, wrong credentials, man-in-the-middle attacks, denial of service, I think could be a big one here, um, an escalation of privilege from someone that can report measurements to someone that can read and extract. So this kind of model is something we're definitely thinking about in default, you know, secure by default configurations for Clean Insights, but it's something we'll go back to and helping you consider how it's deployed and what backend you're using. There's a lot of ways to mitigate. Uh, Again, these slides will be up, and you can look through them. But a lot of it relates to kind of using digital signatures, uh, adding privacy-enhanced kind of protocols to lock down access to writing measurement, and to have some level of authentication beyond just um, knowing a free endpoint you can write to. So there's, there's so much to think about, and there's so um, much work to do that's important, and we're building this into the Clean Insights process so that you'll actually be taken through this um, as you look to deploy it. And this is called the Magical Runes of Fail. That's in that fancy font or measurement magic gone wrong. You know, you might have a, a fancy wizard who thinks they can solve all your problems using blue holograms. I am not that fancy wizard. I am more the the... Uh, Jedi Force <laughs> wizard, I suppose. But um, there's a lot that can go wrong. And, you know, we've seen this um, with apps that say, oh, I need uh, these 20 permissions for my analytics. Um, you know, the app itself doesn't need permissions, but for some reason your measurement around it does. Um, ultimately, they want to sell this data and monetize it. So that can be a way you can totally break trust with the user and also open up your app, which is was secure now to a lot of hostile uh, input and potential um, weakness in the system. You could also allow your system to be weaponized. If you don't have good security from your backend to the client side, someone can intercept that and redirect that traffic and essentially weaponize your users. This happened to Baidu.com, whether willingly or not, but the Great Firewall became a great cannon attack and took all of these users outside of China who had a simple Baidu JavaScript uh, for analytics inserted in their uh, site, and that traffic was redirected to hit a human rights activist group's um, uh, site that that ran up huge uh, monetary bills and um, created denial of service attack. So making sure you don't make it easy for your users to be weaponized is very important. Another way that something can be weaponized or be a fail is if you start by implementing uh, measurement to make your system better, right? Tesla wants their autopilot systems to be better and safer. And then they use that data kind of against people. They say, well, we have all this data. now we're going to use it in court to defend our ourselves against our users. So something can turn from benefit to harm. Uh, that's a huge fail. And the question is how long does the data need to be around? Should they have the data forever? Should they just have it long enough to kind of train a model and and look for ways to improve and then get rid of it? Or should it be totally anonymized so that they can have the data but not be able to turn around and say, this car at this time with this person was doing this, which clearly Tesla can do. So if you're driving a Tesla, think about it. Again, with a pacemaker example, which I I bring up a lot, but someone had a pacemaker that was logging data for their own benefit to ensure it was working properly properly. Then that person committed a crime, and then their pacemaker data was subpoenaed and used against them, um, which seems like a uh, self-incrimination of a very high technological order where their body was used against them. Criminals are dumb, but I really don't think our bodies should be able to be uh, indicted and used against us. And, you know, librarians have faced this fact around, you know, what is the record of books you've been reading at the library and does that make you a suspicious person? Again, there's a lot of benefit if the library can store all the books that are being checked out and checked in and understand how to better organize the library and make it more efficient and make their patrons happier and suggest books to you. There's so many good things. But it's a small step from there to some kind of authority saying, hmm, so let me see what books you've been reading, right? Or tell me all the people that have checked out this book. Um, so those are the tightrope acts we must walk and there's a lot of ways that we can protect ourselves and our users from our own selves as an adversary which then helps defend from external adversaries so have fun storming the castle building the castle defending the castle remember with threat modeling for measurement you are the enemy and you're think of the best interests of your users, and take small steps forward. So we're excited to help you along this path with Clean Insights. And, uh, yeah, look for more fun and excitement from me, the blue genie. I kind of look like a Aladdin genie, maybe. Um, hope this wasn't annoying. But uh, here we go. That's week three of the Clean Insights Symposium Extraordinaire. Cleaninsights.org. Check it out. Thank you for your time and more soon.